Forgiveness is without a doubt one of the hardest things that Jesus and his apostles teach us as disciples to do. It's one of those things that challenges us to be like Jesus in the midst of pain. When we don't feel like it, when we've been hurt and every part of us is screaming out to retaliate, we want the person who's hurt us, who's hurt our loved ones to hurt the way that we do. So it can be so challenging to us to forgive. Maybe that's why we're taught so often about it, about its importance, about how to do it. Maybe that's why scripture records so many beautiful examples of how God forgives us, of how people of God, perfect like his son Jesus, imperfect like us, but seeking God and desiring to be faithful to him, were able to forgive as they navigated their lives with their painful situations. Yet, even then sometimes, we're faced with certain situations and we just don't want to forgive. We want to hang on to it. We want to feel justified in our anger. We stew in it. But as followers of Jesus, we can't. We simply must not do that. Because the reality is, however justified we might feel in our anger, how blatantly wrong the act that someone else committed against us is, when we fail to forgive, we give Satan a big opportunity to trap us all. Just listen to how the Apostle Paul spoke to this in the New Testament letter of 2 Corinthians, chapter 2, beginning with the first verse, where he wrote, For I made up my mind not to make another painful visit to you. For if I cause you pain, who is there to make me glad but the one whom I have pained? And I wrote as I did so that when I came, I might not suffer pain from those who should have made me rejoice. For I felt sure of all of you that my joy would be the joy of you all. For I wrote to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart and with many tears. Not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. Now, if anyone has caused pain, he's caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely, to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him, for this is why I wrote, that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I've forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ so that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. If anyone had been hurt by the wrongs going on there at Corinth, it was the Apostle Paul. His teachings were being rejected. His authority was being questioned. He was the one who had to leave town, shamed by people who he had been the first to ever tell them anything about Jesus. He'd heard a lot. 
He'd had a lot of sleepless nights over what was going on there in the city of Corinth. Yet he, without hesitation, forgave. He forgave, and he wanted that example to cause all of the other Corinthian brothers and sisters there to forgive the guilty party who had now expressed his sorrow, who'd expressed his repentance. He wanted them to show that forgiveness, to reaffirm that comfort and love to that person too. And if Paul, as the one who had suffered the most wrong, is willing to do that, what excuse do any of us have not to forgive? Not to forgive when there's somebody who's mistreated one of our family members or spoken out against our friends. If we've got someone who is able to show grace and show mercy and show kindness, do we really have any ground to hold grudges? Well, even if we think we do, even if we still kind of want to be angry, Paul gives a powerful reason here for why it was so important to him that they know that he forgave, that they follow his example in forgiving, and that's because whenever we don't forgive, we give Satan an opportunity to hurt us all. Because when someone truly feels convicted for the wrong that they've done, when they confess, when they're expressing repentance, and they're met with harshness, they're met with further criticism, they're made to feel worse, or their nose is further rubbed in the wrong that they've done, that discourages them from the change that they wanted to try to make. Instead of bolstering them in their confidence that they should come to Jesus and the love and the grace they'll receive from him will be worth the consequences they might have to bear, it makes them question whether any love or grace really is there. Because if Jesus's people are treating us that way, is Jesus himself any different? You see the opportunity it creates for Satan when we, as followers of Jesus, are harsh. Or when we as followers of Jesus refuse to forgive, we deny ourselves the opportunity to experience the peace that passes understanding that Jesus wants us to have. We deny ourselves the opportunity of experiencing the joy and the hope of bearing witness to an imperfect person having their life truly changed because we don't believe people actually can change, because we don't believe that they really are sorry. So instead of getting to bear witness to how much Jesus can change somebody, we continue to stew, we continue to be hateful, we continue to be imprisoned within our own rage and unforgiveness. Whenever we refuse to forgive, other brothers and sisters see that. We normalize that kind of harshness. We make other people feel like they have to choose sides. And we can cause division. We can cause people to lose faith. Giving a huge opportunity to the devil. You see, with the wrongs that we all commit, the ways that we all inevitably hurt each other. It's not just about you and me. It has a big impact in our relationship with God, depending on how we handle it. It has a big impact in other people's relationships with God. So we can't allow ourselves to be outwitted by Satan. We know how he works how he lies and deceives and divides and destroys. We know how gossip spreads like wildfire. We know how tribal people can be lining up and taking sides. So as followers of Jesus, we can't give Satan that opportunity. We need to forgive and experience the freedom that comes from it. 
We need to encourage others to forgive, to not try to get people on our side, but to promote grace and mercy and comfort and love like the Apostle Paul did so that more and more people can experience it, so more and more people can know how amazing Jesus' grace really is, so that Satan loses out on those opportunities. Instead, the kingdom of God 